Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everyone, I'm Akomi. Hey everyone, my name is Turk182. So, Turk, are you ready for for puzzles and mind mystifying mind benders? Yes, yes I am. Uh, this was a great introduction. <laughs> Sorry. Well, these are moms think we're funny. <laughs> I, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm ten minutes away from that thing I always wanted to do. Oh yeah. So I was like, hey, I just gotta make sure I remember to do it. Um, sure. Hold on. Now nah, I want to set timer. I need mean. like eight minutes. No, no, I don't want to set timer. Anything. I just want sure. like, I want to either remember to do it or not remember to do it. Okay. Know? Best of luck. Thank you. Um. So yeah, we we have here. Erwin uh, Breacher's Mystifying Mindbenders. Say that again, like Mystifying Mindbenders. Mystifying Mindbenders. We have over 100 cunning riddles, puzzles, and mysteries to solve. Okay. It's tantalizing collection. So let, let's do it. Alright. Now, should I flip to some stuff at random, or should we just start at. Well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, it'll start out, um, kind of easy and make its way up to hard. So let's start at the beginning. Okay. And then, you know. Uh, it starts with one thing. I don't know why. Doesn't even matter how hard. Okay. Um. Well, keep that in mind. Because uh, <laughs> I designed this rhyme to explain in due time all that I know. Um, but you know, we don't have a lot of time and time is a valuable thing. All right. So we'll start. We'll start at the first one. Sounds good. It's called Crafty Caddy. In his book, Aha! Insight, master gamesman Martin Gardner tells the story of a talkative, highly strung woman who hailed a taxicab in New York City. During the journey, the lady talked so much that the taxi driver got quite annoyed. He said, "I'm sorry, lady, that I can't hear a word you're saying. I'm deaf as a post, and my hearing aid isn't working today." On hearing this, the lady stopped talking. But after she had left the cab, she realized that the cabbie had lied to her. How did she know? Now read to me again, please. Talkative, high-strung woman hails a taxi cab in New York City. During the journey, she talks so much that the taxi driver got quite annoyed. He said, I'm sorry, lady, but I can't hear a word you're saying. I'm deaf as opposed to my hearing aid isn't working today. On hearing this, she stopped talking, but after she had left the cab, she realized that the cabbie had lied to her. How did she know? Because he took it to her destination. Yeah. I mean, I, I can turn over to the solution page, but yeah, obviously. She gave the address at the beginning of the ride. Let's see. The lady realized the cabbie could not be deaf because he drove her to her requested definition. Destination. Destination. I'm doing great. Ruby, 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 so how? Alright. Uh, number two, insomnia. I, I hate that it, it's providing background to all these riddles. <laughs> IBM executives held a convention in Miami. John and Edgar occupied two interconnecting rooms, numbers 518 and 519, at the Fontainebleau Hotel. After a strenuous day of lectures and partying, they went to their rooms. Edgar, in spite of being exhausted, could not fall asleep. He tossed and turned without avail. Finally, at 2 a.m., he phoned the operator and asked to be connected with John's room. As soon as John answered the telephone, Edgar 
Waste the receiver and fell asleep. Explain. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I hate to have to ask you to read it again, but like the, the, the question is like the end and I'm like, okay, so let me go back to remember like, you know, well, like what it is that, uh, to hear what it is that, you know, what I'm looking, what I'm listening for. Okay. So, so and you can skip, well, and I guess you can't skip all the other backstories. So yeah, go ahead and read it again. Unfortunately not. Uh, so IBM executives held a convention in Miami. Mm-hmm. John and Edgar occupied two interconnecting rooms, numbers 518 and 519 at the Fountain Blue Hotel. After a strenuous day of lectures and partying, they went to their rooms. Edgar, in spite of being exhausted, could not fall asleep. He tossed and turned without avail. Finally, at 2 a.m., he phoned the operator and asked to be connected with John's room. As soon as John answered the telephone, Edgar replaced the receiver and fell asleep. Explain. I feel like I might know, but it, it does it doesn't say that he says anything, so maybe not. Right, so he says as soon as as soon as he answered the phone. Yeah. He replaced the receiver and went to sleep. Because my first thought is that as soon as John answers the phone, Edgar says, turn your damn TV off. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right. He didn't say anything. He just... Um... Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Um... Maybe when John answered the phone, he had to stop masturbating. Think I'm gonna check the now. He now he's, they said uh, sorry uh, that he couldn't sleep. He he was tossing and turning. What was that? What was that line he says? Edgar, in spite of being exhausted, could not fall asleep. He tossed and turned without avail. I just looked at the answer. It pisses me off. <laughs> Um, I, 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 okay, I, I, I don't know, but you're gonna get I, mad. I, I, I think I, I think the the I think the question is flawed. Go ahead. You're flawed. John snored. Yeah, that's that's not a really good riddle. That's really not because he, he so but they have adjoining rooms. Yeah, and so he's snoring so loud that. He could hear him through the room, through the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, when most hotels, the you know they the way they're set up is they're opposite each other, so the the beds are against our the head, heads of the beds are against the wall, mm-hmm. and then the the TVs you know are, are back to back to back too, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, but if he like if he snored that loud. And like he's no, he wouldn't be able to fall asleep like right away. Like, oh, good, he answered the phone now. I can go to sleep. Right. But then, even if he did, as soon as he, as soon as he goes to sleep and starts snoring again, it's going to wake him back up. Yeah. Um, but the reason I'm going to say that that is flawed, 
and and why I'm gonna I'm just gonna discount that one altogether. Uh huh. Uh, th- yeah. On top of everything else I just said, what are the uh what are their room numbers again? Uh, five eighteen, five nineteen. Nope, no, they're not. Because in a hotel room, odds are on one side, evens are on the other. Mm-hmm. So they can't have adjoining rooms. It wouldn't be five eighteen and one would be five nineteen. That'd be five eighteen and five twenty, or five sixteen and five eighteen. They can't be five eighteen and five nineteen. The only time i adjoining. The only time I've seen that is if they're interconnected at a corner. Right. So, like, if it were the end of the hall, then it would be where five eighteen and five nineteen were. So it's like the two corner rooms connecting at the center, but that's very unlikely. Yeah, because most time at the end of the hallways where you're going to have um like the stairwell. Yeah, yeah, uh, not not all the time, but you know. And this is 2013 that this book came out, so yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna discount that one because it, it's <laughs> it's bullshit. All right. Um, bad editing. A dead man was found hanging from a chandelier in a sealed room. There was a puddle of water on the floor beneath his feet. Block of ice. Yeah. <laughs> All the doors and windows were locked from the outside. Fucking hand. The man was alone, and the room was empty of furniture or other items. How did the man die? Very painfully, because it would have taken so long for that block of ice to melt. Yeah. That, like, it would have started to tighten up around his neck and stuff before he would have actually really fallen off of it. Um, or unless he, unless he set it up there, then jumped off, hung, and then just, and then it just, like, melted. But the hell, he could have used a footstool for that. Yeah. Plus, like, why? Yeah. What? This will confuse them all. <laughs> They'll never know why the carpet is wet. Well, I mean, you know, well, here's the thing. Like, when people die, you know, then their, you know, their bowels release. So, he also would pee on the floor, too. Yep. Yep. All right. Boy, they really like falling back on the name John here. All right. Uh, this one. John lives with his parents in a large flat in North London. One afternoon, while his parents were out, John was sitting on the sofa with Sophie, the neighbor's daughter, watching television. Oh, yeah, Netflix and chill. (laughs) After a short while, Sophie left to buy some cigarettes. Suddenly, two men burst into the flat and, ignoring John, proceeded to take the television set, a tape recorder, and a PC and disappeared. John had never seen either of the men before, nor was there any legal reason for them to remove the equipment. Yet he remained sitting on the sofa throughout the incident without taking any action. Explain. <sighs> Sorry, I'm going to have to ask you to read it again. <laughs> John lives with his parents in a large flat in North London. One afternoon while his parents were out, John was sitting on the sofa with Sophie, the neighbor's daughter, watching television. After a short while, <clears throat> Sophie left to buy some cigarettes. Okay, stop. Start over again, please. John lives with his parents in a large flat in North London. One afternoon, while his parents were out, John was sitting on the sofa with Sophie, the neighbor's daughter, watching He's not at his house. Oh, man. It says he was... Well, I mean, that doesn't explain why he would just sit there while they removed the stuff. Well, I mean, it's not his house. He says he's sitting... He says he, he, says he lives with his parents all blah, and he's sitting on the sofa, but he says he's sitting on the sofa at his house. So, but he'd never seen these men before, right? Because he's at no, her house. There was so, no legal reason for them. Yeah, but they're neighbors. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he knows everybody that comes in the house either. He's never seen them before. It could be friends of his parents, of her parents. Uh, no, they're just. 
Friends of his parents are just going to walk no, in. No, friends of, uh, she, so she lives friend, with her parents. Friends of her parents, right. they're just going to ignore him, not acknowledge him, grab all the shit in the room and carry it out. Well, they just took like a PC, what, the TV and... A tape recorder. And a tape recorder. Disappeared. It's, it specifically says, nor was there any legal reason for them to remove the, the equipment. I have to have... A, so, a legal reason... Um, in my mind, a legal reason mean like it's not they weren't like repossessing it, but they could have taken it and just took it into the other room. I don't have to have a legal reason to move it from one room to the next. Yeah, but it says they disappeared. I mean, he didn't follow him. He just sat down on the couch. So once they leave the door, they technically did disappear. Like once you're out of eyesight, for me, you disappear. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. I mean, I've, I've seen I've seen the answer to this when you're you're not even close. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, so he's sitting there on the couch, um, and then these guys come in there, they take a PC, a tape recorder, and the television, and he just sits there. Okay, I'm going to ask you um, one more time, just to go back to, he's sitting on the couch, and what happens? He's sitting on the sofa with Sophie, the neighbor's daughter, mm-hmm. watching television. Mm-hmm. After a little bit, she leaves to buy some cigarettes. Okay. Two men burst into the flat, ignore John, take a television set, a tape recorder, and a PC, and disappear. He's never seen them before. There is no legal reason for them to remove the equipment. Okay, I was going to say that it just happened on TV and didn't actually happen in that room, but it does say in the flat, so I don't know why. John was one years old. Riddles are dumb. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really dumb. Okay, so all right, I'm gonna say this. Okay, <sighs> Sophie is a bad babysitter. Yes, she left to go get cigarettes. She left a one-year-old infant on a couch where he could easily fall off. You know, break his head. Yeah, hit the hit his head on the corner of the coffee table. Yeah, uh, while she went and go get went and got cigarettes. I don't think she was planning on coming back because that's the same line his father said. Yeah. <laughs> Just going out to get some smokes. Yeah. Get some scratchers. And I guess he must have won. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's a really bad one. Like, why would she why would she leave you know to to go get cigarettes? Like leave a baby. Like, oh yeah. no, that that's bad. That, <laughs> that's that's a shitty one. I'm not even gonna accept that as a real answer. <laughs> I mean, because if, if that's the thing, if that's what we're going to do, like, she's saying, well, for the, for, she, like, set the baby up there to take the fall for the, the TV. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Riddle number five. And tell me when you want me to, when you want me to read. We'll switch. Oh, I don't mind reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do real bad on these. So. <laughs> uh, let me get a sip of water here. My throat is getting a bit tickly. A movie called Foreskin. What? No, it says foreseen. <laughs> um, Alice and George were window shopping in London's Bond Street. This is the prom. It's all London shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alice and George were window shopping in London's Bond Street. As they passed a jeweler, Alice stopped and admired a bracelet, one of three, with the motif of a leopard silhouetted in semi-precious stones. George, reading her mind, Darling, I would love to make this your birthday present. 
but it must be far beyond my budget. Let's ask just for fun, ventured Alice, and they entered the shop. The salesman fetched the bracelet from the window. Alice tried it on and looked pleadingly at her husband. Asked for the price, the salesman hesitated for a brief moment. Two hundred and fifty pounds for payment in cash. George could not hide his surprise, as the piece looked more like three to five thousand pounds. The stones are paste, volunteered the salesman by way of explanation, and he offered to reserve the bracelet until George would return with the cash. Like they're paste? Yeah. Okay, so they're not real, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Basically just plastic or whatever. Uh, The following day, Alice waited impatiently for George's return. When he opened the door, she noticed a smug smile on his face. Darling, you won't believe this, but when I showed the bracelet to Oscar, the jeweler in Swiss Cottage, he offered me $800. I can now buy you all three and still be left with a profit. Alice was near tears when she recovered from her shock. No, George, I have changed my mind. I don't want another bracelet. In fact, I don't want any birthday present. Thank you. Explain. She's an ungrateful bitch. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, she's not. Like, he was like, hey, I got that. Um, I got that thing. And then this guy offered me even more money for it. So I sold it to him. So the one that you wanted, I didn't get you. But I can get all three. Well, you can't get all three now because you just sold one of them. Yeah. So you can only get two. Um, and, like, I think they're just both, like, horrible people. I mean, the best thing I can figure is that that was the only one of the one with a leopard or jaguar or whatever it was. So that's my guess. But like the one that she saw that she liked, he he was like, "I bought it and then I sold it." Yeah. Um, like you're you're a dick, dude. Yeah. Well, let's see what the answer is. Um, Alice had a wealthy boyfriend who wanted to buy her an expensive birthday present. They selected the $4,000 bracelet, as this would have been difficult to explain to her husband they conspired with the jeweler to go along with the deception. Wait, what? How in the hell was I supposed to get that? She was, had a, why, why in the world would I, would I even think that? That's that is not That is not a, a, like, a mind bender or like a, like a bug thing. That's, that's just like. Really, really abstract. Like, I'd have to be as stupid as the person who wrote that riddle. Right, like, how is that a riddle? You gave me nothing to be able to solve that, to be able to say, that's, this is why that happened. Like, none of that was in there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that's stupid. That's just stupid. No, the, so, so she, so she's, she has a husband and a boyfriend. Yeah. And her boyfriend bought her the, Okay, so her boyfriend bought it for her, but then she left it there at the store and pretended like she saw it, and so her husband would buy it, and then that way she could wear it in front of him and him not know the difference. Okay, so here's the problem with that whole scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Is one is you're cheating on your husband with a boyfriend, right? Well, yeah, you know, with, yeah. with someone else. It's a problem. And that is a problem. And your boyfriend buys you this thing, but now in order for you to have it, 
you have got to rope the jeweler in on this thing. Yeah. And get him to be a part of it. And by the way, fuck this jeweler very much for, like, taking part in that. Well, he's taking part in it because the money that her husband's going to pay to him to buy it is actually going to be the hush money. Yeah. So he doesn't say anything. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah, it's all like, he's, he's a scummy dude. But that means they had to come in there and be like, hey, this guy's going to buy me this. My stupid husband's coming by. I'm going to need you to lie for us and convince him that it's only $250. And then on top of all that, right, at the end of the day, she's out $250 that came from her bank account to pay for something that was already bought. Oh, you know this bitch doesn't have a job. It's his bank account. Right, but it's still... Two hundred fifty dollars that she could have spent on something else. She could have had the bracelet and that. Yeah. But instead, she concocted this whole stupid ass story and then spent two hundred fifty dollars on something that was already bought for her that she didn't have to spend. That she could use for something else. Like that is so stupid. That that whole thing is just so damn dumb. These are just making me angry. <laughs> this book is awesome because it's bad. <laughs> Yeah, this is just making me angry. Uh, This one's called Death in Squaw Valley. All right, let's go. A New York banker and his wife took their annual skiing vacation in the valley. Late one afternoon, in bad visibility, the wife skidded over a precipice and broke her neck. The coroner returned a verdict of accidental death and release. A verdict? (laughs) The coroner's in court? (laughs) (laughs) You know, no. Of a verdict of accidental death and released the body for burial. In New York, an airline clerk read about the accident. He contacted the police and gave them some information, which resulted in the husband's arrest and indictment for first-degree murder. The clerk did not know the banker nor his wife. Explain. <sighs> Alright, um, and he's an airline what? Clerk. Airline clerk. Um... So, can you start at the beginning again? I think I think I have the answer, but I just want to make sure. So, a New York banker and his wife take their annual skiing vacation in the valley. Mm-hmm. Late one afternoon, in bad visibility, the wife skids over a precipice and breaks her neck. The coroner returns a verdict of accidental death and releases the body for burial. In New York, an airline clerk reads about the accident. He contacts the police, gives them some information, which results in the husband's arrest and indictment for first-degree murder. The clerk did not know the banker nor his wife. All right, so... Hmm... I have an answer to that one, but I like it. The other parts of it don't don't jive with my answer. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling this would be the answer. Um, <laughs> uh, the woman that went off the so the um, the woman that went off the cliff was not his wife. Well, it says, late one afternoon in bad visibility, the wife skipped over a precipice and broke her neck. Yeah, but I'm thinking that the woman is not his wife. It's like uh, someone he, he killed and like 
uh, it, that it, you trick, I, I don't know. <laughs> it, you ready for this shit? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> the ready to be. The clerk remembered having issued the flight tickets to the banker who had booked return for himself in one way for his wife. Um, nope. It's false because it said the clerk did not know the banker. Thank you. His wife. That's exactly because my first thought was that, oh, because he, he like saw them and everything. But right. He said he didn't know them. So if you don't know them, means you never met them. So you how would you remember buying a ticket for or like selling a ticket to someone that you don't know? Yeah. Can I mean, you, I, is, is I, there I an editor they, on this thing? I doubt it. I mean, I get that they weren't friends or whatever. They weren't even really acquaintances, but you can't say you don't know them. So it's like, no, you, you literally recognized by the dude's name. Oh yeah, I sold him a ticket. Right. So. Bad. This is very bad. This is very bad. You wrote bad riddles, Irwin Breacher. Should be ashamed of yourself. And, and on top of that, you know, he probably considers himself an author too. Probably. Let's, let's read this fucker's biography. <laughs> Where is it? My puzzle notes. There's not even any information on this guy. Here is Erwin Breacher, PhD, is a renowned puzzle bullshit, expert. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> who was educated in Vienna and London, studying physics, economics, and engineering. He worked in aircraft design in England during World War II. A member of Mensa. He wrote many puzzle books and received the Order of Merit in gold from the city of Vienna in recognition of his literary achievements. Okay. I'm, I'm calling bullshit on all of that. All right. All right. What's this cockbag's name again? Erwin. <laughs> E-R-W-I-N. Breacher. B-R-E-C-H-E-R. Maybe it's Brecker. Uh, B-R-E-C-H-E-R. <laughs> It's probably Brecker, but... Okay, so Erwin Brecker, uh, Minson, well, Minson is what they call it, P.H. Darren Brecker, so he's a real person, apparently, <laughs> and he wrote a lot of books. Uh, I mean, if all of his books are this fucking bad, then whoever gave him these fucking degrees and everything, they're a piece of shit. Yep. Um, oh, well, excuse me all the hell. Mm-hmm. Um it says here, again, Minson, Erwin Brecker, PhD, um, was educated in Vienna, Czechoslovakia, and London, wow. where he studied physics, economics, and engineering. Um, it's kind of pretty much the same thing you have on there. Uh, how, there's no way this guy could be that supposed accomplished and write fucking stories that bad. Either that or someone like took this, took his stuff in, Edited it. Yeah. And so that, like, and took out all the additional context and stuff. I mean, if he was in aircraft design during World War II, he had to be a college graduate during the time of World War II. So he's probably late 90s right now. Uh, He's good and dead. I mean, maybe that's the problem. Maybe he's trying to write riddles when he's dead. I mean, because if he's not, I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna fucking bully him so hard online. <laughs> 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 I mean, Akomi is not impressed here. 
Yeah, it was like, you, you like riddles, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> really, maybe this asshole. When is an author not an author? When he's you. <laughs> what did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> All right, you ready for the next one? What did the one finger say to your book? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, go okay. ahead. This one's called Happy and Sad. Oh, is when I bought this book and then when I read this book. <laughs> Three women are standing together. Each one wears a swimming costume. Two women are sad and one is happy. A swimming costume. Wow. Okay. Both the sad one. Both the sad women are smiling and the happy one is weeping. Explain. The happy one has like, it's a um, much better tits, and she's crying tears of joy. No, well, it is tears of joy because it's a um, it's a, a swim to competition, and the two that are sad but smiling are a second and third place, and the one that's crying and uh, and happy is first place. Ah, yep. This is the final of the Miss World Beauty Contest. As everyone knows, the ecstatic winner always cries. The other two women are smiling because they, the runners-up, are expected to look happy. Fuck that, I wouldn't look happy. Yeah. Like, I don't win. Like, if they're unable to perform their duties, yeah, right, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, some, some bitch beats me in the Miss World Beauty Contest. I'll bust her kneecap out while she's standing <laughs> on the winner's podium. Why? Why? <laughs> well, you expect me to show decorum? Fuck you. Yeah. If you want me to show decorum, then I should have won. <laughs> you want me to be classy? Then let me fucking win. <laughs> Riddle number eight. The sharpshooter. A sharpshooter hung up his hat and put on a blindfold. He then walked 100 yards, turned around, and shot a bullet through his hat. The blindfold was a perfectly good one and completely blocked the man's vision. How did he manage this feat? Uh, he committed suicide. Yeah, he must have hung up the hat on himself. But why would he walk 100 yards? Um, because he didn't want to do it inside his house. No, it's stupider than that. We gave him too much credit. Because he, he went to it in front of his wife. It's like, you, <laughs> you made me do this. If I have to hear about you losing the Miss World competition one more time, <laughs> I'm going to fucking blow my brains out, Martha. No, it's it's far stupider than that. We gave Erwin Brecker way too much credit. Okay, um... So, so read it again to me. Just dumb this down as much as you can possibly imagine. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Walking 100 yards completely does not enter into it at all. So or something we like to call red herrings. Uh, so uh, read, read it to me again. A sharpshooter hung up his hat and put on a blindfold. He then walked 100 yards, turned around, and shot a bullet through his hat. The blindfold was perfectly good and completely blocked the man's vision. How did he manage this feat? It's, it's like someone was walking behind him with the world in the hat. <laughs> oh, he, hung, he hung the hat up on the gun. Yes! He hung the hat over the end of the gun. God, that's so stupid. It's so stupid. None of these have been good riddles. The golfers. Oh, that GoFundMe for Amber Turd yes. was fake. Oh, it's a fake one million dollar fundraiser. <laughs> well, I kind of halfway hope they at least got some money out of that. 
All right. This one's called The Golfers. Sydney and Stanley were professional golfers and keen rivals. They were playing a game in which each had scored 30 points. Stanley then hit a bad shot, whereupon Sydney immediately added 10 points to his own score. Sydney then hit a good shot and won the game. So the golfers, right? Mm-hmm. And... All right, sorry. Read to me again. So <laughs> I know I keep doing telling you to do that, but it's like I gotta, I gotta hear like what's going on. And I'm like, okay, so now what are they trying to do? So Sid and Stan, mm-hmm. professional golfers, keen rivals. They were playing a game in which each had scored thirty points. Stanley then hit a bad shot, whereupon Sidney immediately added ten points to his own score. Sydney then hit a good shot and won the game. You're playing pool. Oh, on this occasion, they were playing a game of tennis. Oh. The score was 30-all when Stanley hit a shot out. Sydney's subsequent good shot gave him the game. See, I figured they were playing pool, and he ended up knocking in, like, uh, the other guy's ball, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's also, this, this, that was also kind of dumb, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, because he, he keeps trying to throw out these, these like, red herrings, like, oh, like, they must be playing this. Like, okay, you you can play word games, like, but that, that, that just because, just because you're, you're, you're playing with words doesn't make your, your puzzle, like, Clever. Yeah. It just yeah. makes it stupid. So there was a there was a person I used to work with of sorts that um would write these uh uh these these tests, you know, so uh you know, uh here we just like trained you on something or whatever. Uh here's a uh here's a, a test that they, to test your knowledge, right? How well you learn this. And they would put in these like these trick questions in there. Mm-hmm. And and they were like, oh, well, like, you know, you fell for the trick question. I'm like, uh, no, that's not how you run a test. Like, yeah, that's just shitty. Right. And it's like, it's like, ah, oh, you fell for it. But like, no, you purposely tried to deceive me. That's not how you test somebody's knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think we told you this before, but like, like whenever I would write a test, right, I would do it and I would say, here's the answer. Mm-hmm. Here's something that's very close to the answer, but wrong. And here are two things that are completely wrong. Yeah. If you pick the, either one of the two where they're completely wrong, that tells me you weren't paying attention at all. Yep. If you pick the one that's close to being right, that tells me that you, that you kind of understood that you were, you were almost there, but you were a little fuzzy on some aspects of it. And of course you pick the one that's right, then, mm-hmm. right. But, but I'm testing your knowledge. But if I just say something just completely that, like, or if I had like, just like, like, change, like, take this word and I make it a, uh, if instead of a and. Right. And then right. you fall for like, aha! I'm like, no! That's, like, you're, you're just fucking playing around with words. You're not actually, like, trying to, like, challenge me. Yeah, yeah. You're like, just being a dick. I mean, shit, I, I could write this shit. Right. It's like, okay, Jim comes home from work and eats a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Suddenly, Jim is startled by a clacking sound over and over and over. Explain. 
oh, uh, it was the the uh, grandfather clock going off, telling him that he, that it was time for him to be back at work, and he was going to be late. Wrong. The monkey that lives with him was playing castanets. You wait, absolute wait. buffoon! You completely missed that. Wait, 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 wait! It's all I the subtext. I thought you said he came home for lunch. Yeah. Well, the monkey shouldn't be at the house at lunchtime. He should be um, stay-at-home monkey. <laughs> what the fuck? The monkey didn't have a job. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I ain't let no damn non-working monkey in my house. <laughs> if I got a job, you gotta have a job. I mean, Jim's, Jim's an open-minded there. Jim's an open-minded guy. Yeah, his, biggest, his biggest flaw is that he lives in a fucking retarded riddle. I mean, there's being open-minded and just letting a monkey live like rent-free in my house. What <laughs> the hell you say? Yeah, I'm not paying for those damn monkey diapers. I mean, he could be a monkey with benefits. You don't know. Ooh, monkey with benefits. Maybe he just likes hearing the castanets. I mean, honestly, who doesn't? <laughs> Of course, then again, why would he be startled by them if he likes them? I mean, because maybe he wasn't expecting to play them at that time. He's like, he started playing, he's like, oh, you yeah. learned the song! <laughs> <laughs> like, Pickles, you're home! I thought you would be looking for a job today! <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, he had another migraine. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you at least do any job hunting on Craigslist or anything? Uh, I guess it's my fault for leaving the porn up. <laughs> All right, riddle number ten. Sure, why not? <laughs> no, don't, don't don't even say riddle number ten. Just like, just like say bullshit question number ten. Bullshit scenario ten. Yeah, Rash yeah. impulse. A man stood looking through the window on the tenth floor of a block of flats. On a sudden impulse, he opened the window and jumped. There was no balcony, and it was a sheer drop to the ground. And yet the man landed quite unhurt. He did not use a parachute, nor did he land in water or on any special soft surface. Explain. Oh, let's hear it again. Oh, I know this one. This is fucking retarded. Um, <laughs> I love it when you get upset about something. <laughs> it's not always me just being the angry black guy. <laughs> Um, I'm justified because a Comey hated it too. <laughs> a man stood looking through the window on the tenth floor of a block of flats. On a sudden impulse, he opened the window and jumped. There was no balcony. It was a sheer drop to the ground, and yet the man landed quite unhurt. He did not use a parachute, nor did he land in water or on any special soft surface. Explain. Uh, I just need you to read that just the very first sentence again. A man, man looking through, huh? stood looking through the window on the 10th floor of a block of flats. Um, like, he's not actually on the 10th floor. He's just looking through the window the 10th floor. He's actually on the ground floor. I don't believe so. Um, oh, gosh, duh. He's Superman. <laughs> that's, that's the answer. He's Superman. Like, he, he jumped out and, like, he... Here's my hot take. Okay. He jumped in place. But he says he opened the window, right? He opened the window and he jumped in place without jumping out the window. Oh, see. So he doesn't say he jumped out the window. That's just, yeah. oh, I, you're just implying he jumped out the window. Yeah. I was like, I On never said that. sudden impulse, he opened the window and jumped. Doesn't say he jumped out. Oh. So, so I'm thinking sudden, like Erwin Breacher here. So I on think, a sudden impulse, he opened the window 
he was listening to Van Halen. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> nope, it's even stupider. It's even fucking stupider. <laughs> can it be? Can it can it be. be. <laughs> it can actually be stupider than my answer. And what doubly pisses me off is that I thought about this. I thought, huh, maybe it's this. No, that's too stupid even for Erwin Brecker. The man was the window cleaner. He was standing on the outside ledge of the window when he was stung by a bee. His impulse prompted him to leap into the building. Wait, 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 wait. But why would he open the window? If he got stung by a bee, why would his impulse be like, ah, a bee, let me jump, let me open the window and then jump inside. Plus, yeah. like... It's like... It, if you're on the outside, impulse. how are you How are you opening up a window? Now, granted, okay, if, if I live on the 10th floor of a building and my window's open, I'm probably not going to lock them because the odds of someone entering from the 10th floor are like... <laughs> pretty slim, but if I know we have a window washer, then I'm probably going to lock my windows. I don't know. It's like, at that point, it's like, man, if you can get in through my windows on the 10th floor, you deserve to steal my shit. Well, I'm saying, but if he's a window washer, though, and I know we have a window washer that wash the windows, like, you know, once a month or something, yeah. then I'm probably going to make sure my windows are locked. Because I'd say that's guy, reasonable, yeah. yeah. But it's just like, you know, hey, you know, if you need in, come on in. Mind the baby. He's just waiting for the babysitter to come get her smokes. Yeah. <laughs> Mind the monkey. <laughs> and then the babysitter comes in through the window, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, Erwin, you get that TV all right? I mean, I, I thought to myself, he's probably a damn window washer, and he's probably jumping. I, I had no idea about the bee, because that's retarded. But why would he... I mean, it's a bee. Why would he jump? I can see if he was, like, attacked by, like a, like, a hawk or something, but... Tarantula or... Pterodactyl. But why would you take the time to open the window to jump in because of a fucking bee? I, I think my answer makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that that all this time I'm sitting there busting my ass trying to get an American education when it's apparently so much easier to get one over in England and, <laughs> and Italy and Czechoslovakia. <sighs> Number 11, staying dry. You know, when we're done, I'm throwing this book in the trash. <laughs> Five brothers were walking home together down a country lane when it began to rain. Four of the men began to walk faster. The fifth did not alter his pace, but he remained dry while the other four... Oh, let me guess. He had, a, he had an umbrella and the other ones didn't. They all arrived at their destination at the same time. No means of transport other than by foot was used. Okay, all right. Sorry, start over again, please. This is, this, these are so these goddamn riddles are making me tired. I have not. I was not tired when we started this recording. These goddamn riddles are making me thirsty. <laughs> five brothers are walking home together. Just, down just five, five brothers. It's, it's just five brothers. Just five brothers. <laughs> Suddenly, grandmas, alien invasion. And bees stinging window, window washers. A window washer jumps through a window. <laughs> uh, so five brothers, five guys busting my eyes. Um, they're walking home together down a country lane when it began to rain. Four of the men began to walk faster. The fifth did not alter his pace, but he remained dry while the other four all got wet. 
They all arrived at their destination at the same time. No means of transport other than by foot was used. It's stupid. I just looked ahead. It's stupid. <laughs> Might as well just throw your hands up now and say I refuse to answer on the grounds that it's stupid. <laughs> uh, Alright, what is it? Oh, you sure you don't want to try? <laughs> I mean, you're saying it's stupid. It's I'm like, stupid. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is going to be just absolutely stupid. Four of the brothers were carrying the fifth, who stayed dry because he was in his coffin. He's a happier man than either of us right now. It's stupid, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's like putting things out there and then giving you like any, I mean, like, okay, so I could say, I could say because, um, like the, the one brother was a baby and was in like a, like a snuggie on his chest. Yeah. And, and that would still be an acceptable answer. You could say that he was an amputee. Oh, shit, it's Galaxy High. Yeah. You could say that he was an amputee carrying an umbrella and was getting piggybacked by one of the other brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could you could make it any kind of reason that like. However, I'm going to call bullshit here because it says five brothers were walking home together. The fifth was clearly not walking. Four brothers were walking home together, carrying the fifth. Fuck you, Erwin Breacher. Yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> apparently it must be really easy to get uh, to get like a medal over there, but like, yes, yeah, like slim pickings in England, apparently. Either that or like. Like, these people are so super, like, that's genius. I could never thought of anything like that. <laughs> you are a genius. Here, take this medal. Bye, George. I couldn't answer any of his questions. I mean, that's... Hmm. Uh. Okay. <laughs> okay. A young woman approached a stranger in the street, and without either of the... Ooh, oh, Aaron Briggs is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> You got it! Turk wins. Um, what I win? A complete collection of Urban Brecker books! <laughs> no! Uh, a young woman approaches a stranger in the street. Without either of them saying a word, she kissed him on the lips. It was the middle of the morning, and the woman had never seen the man before, nor did she know who he was. She was not attracted to him, and her actions were not prompted by the possibility of ot- obtaining a reward of any kind. Why did she do it? He was wearing a shirt that said, kiss me, I'm Irish. <laughs> so, um, she sees a man on the street and she kisses him on the lips. Um, and she didn't know him and, like, she had no reason to do it. She, um, um, I have no idea. <laughs> She was giving him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. The kiss of life. Oh, wait. Start over again. <laughs> a young woman approached a stranger in the street, and without either of them saying a word, kissed him on the lips. It was the middle of the morning, and the woman had never seen the man before, nor did she know who he was. She was not attracted to him, and her actions were not prompted by the possibility of obtaining a reward of any kind. Bullshit. She wanted to save his life. 
Is that a reward? Yeah, because then I get to brag to everybody like I saved this guy's life this morning. <laughs> I mean, except and I'm sorry, but mouth to mouth and like kissing him on the lips—that's not the same thing. Don't give me like there was a kiss of life, you kiss know? Of life. <laughs> like no, that's some bullshit. It's like. <laughs> It was like, oh, they'd be like, oh, yeah, like she walked up to a guy and, um, and like tapped him on the arm and, and then he fell over and the police came and arrested her. Like, why? And it's like, oh, cause she punched him really hard. It was a love tap. Like, (laughs) give me that shit. And right now, Urban Brush just woke up in the middle and he's like, oh shit, I got another riddle. (laughs) By George, it's genius. All right. I bet you, like, when he was in the war, like, he probably got shot in the head. <laughs> they couldn't get the bullet out. And it was, like, friendly fire. So they were like, he was like, I got these really good riddles. Like, oh, you got a fine brain, Jack. <laughs> A man lived alone for eight weeks, during which time no one visited him, and he never left the house. His name was Erwin Brecker. It was Erwin Brecker. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Eventually, he went mad, and one night he put out the fire, turned off the lights, and walked out of the house, never to be seen or heard of again. His actions that night resulted in the deaths of 142 people. How come? Uh, he he uh, worked a lighthouse. Probably. The man was a lighthouse keeper, and his lighthouse was built to warn sailors to keep away from a dangerous reef. As opposed to the lighthouse that tells people this way to McDonald's. <laughs> Come on in, guys. When the man left and turned off the lights, there was no longer any warning to shipping. A shipwreck occurred, and 142 lives were lost. Uh, okay, see, I wasn't thinking it that way. I thought that he was like a prostitute lighthouse. It was like a big red light, like Roxanne. <laughs> and Roxanne. Like, it's like, damn it, you said we could get laid here. I'm going to fucking kill all of you. So we're 50 minutes in. Two more questions and we will be at number 15. I say that's where we cut off. Yeah. yeah we cut off our breakers nuts. I was not tired before we started this. Um. <clears throat> A man and his two daughters were having dinner together in a restaurant. The man spoke to each of his daughters, and each of them replied to him, but the daughters never spoke to each other. They had not quarreled and did not dislike each other, but they never addressed a word to one another. Explain. They're both mute and they spoke to him in sign language. Or maybe they're deaf. Erwin Brecker, you're killing me. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. All right. The daughters, you ready for this? Mm hmm. They've been separated since birth, and they didn't speak even a word of each other's languages. How the fuck would you. Sp- <laughs> I mean, how would you. How would you even think to know that? But, like. Wait, wait, what? Like, but if their dad is in the picture, how are they separated at birth? Oh, it's like, it's like, a, um, what, what's that, what's that stupid, like, um, that movie, um, Parent Trap? The Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> of course. Is there any other? Yeah, there was the original. No, that was a, a line from a thing. It was like, which one, the Lindsay Lohan one? And I was like, of course. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one. Yay. Erwin Brecker, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Davina and Jeremy were a young, active couple who lived next door to Arthur, a 92-year-old invalid. Erwin <laughs> Brecker. <laughs> <laughs> One day, Davina asked Arthur to come over to her house to do some paperwork, which neither she nor Jeremy could do. Code paperwork. <laughs> there was no particular skill which Arthur had, which the young people did not, so why did they need his help? Okay, so say again now. They're a young, active couple who lived next door to Irwin, a 92-year-old invalid. One day, Davina asks him to come over to her house to do some paperwork, which neither she nor Jeremy can do. There is no particular skill which Irwin has, which the young people do not. So why do they need his help? Uh, probably because they're probably filling out some kind of bump, something for him, and they need to get his answers. That's what I thought, but believe it or not, the answer to this one is stupid. No, that, that's not possible. The answer to this cannot possibly be stupid. Like... That would just make a mockery of this whole book. <laughs> it just completely invalidates the whole thing. <laughs> the answer is, is stupid. That's impossible. <laughs> Erwin helped the young couple by witnessing their signatures on their wills. So he's in... Wait, wait. So... Wait, wait. She doesn't say, come witness us do paperwork. She says, Arthur, come here and help me do paperwork. Right. Which I thought was code for sex. <laughs> but um, let's go back to a minute. Who is Arthur again? He's the 92-year-old invalid. Let, let, me, let me look up what the word invalid means because... Um, it means he's not valid. Which means he cannot witness a signature. <laughs> God, this was stupid. <laughs> okay. Invalid, a person made weak or disabled by illness or injury. Um, remove someone from active service in the armed forces because of injury or illness. So they, so when I hear invalid, I'm thinking the first one, but British Brecker there was probably thinking he's an invalid because he's no longer in active service. <laughs> but if this guy's an invalid, why would you have him to come over to your house? I'm fucking disabled, bitch. Yeah. Like, why don't you come disabled. over to my house? Why don't you, with your able-bodied ass, come over to my house and I can still witness it? Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm going to rip the pages out of this book <laughs> and I'm going to write, you fucking shit, on each one and mail <laughs> and mail a letter to him every day. And with one of these pages, I'm going to mail it one every day and be like, you fucking shit. Like, Hi. your riddles are stupid. I want to go where Erwin Brecker is signing books. I just want to flip the fucking table on him. I'm just going to be like, riddle me this, fuck you. <laughs> beat him to death with his own book. <laughs> Maybe like it, I went back three days, <laughs> like three days early when you were still alive. <laughs> oh. I mean, I don't know. I just think when I'm... When you tell a riddle, you should actually have the answer connect to the question. Get out. No, I make you all these riddles, you shit on my book, and get out. 
Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am incredibly tired. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to kill you with this. It's okay. It's okay. It's not your fault. You couldn't have known. Erwin Brecker, fuck you. <laughs> I agree with that statement. You should be ashamed of yourself. Stop harping on your stupid accomplishments. Nobody's impressed by your goddamn PhD. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I mean, he can't really have a doctorate in anything. He sucks too damn much. Yeah. I mean, no, dude. You just... Yeah, he's got a PhD in drinking dumb bitch juice. Now I do have a PhD, but I wrote the book. <laughs> It's called Dumb Bitch Juice. <laughs> yeah, he chugs that shit every morning before he writes his riddles. <laughs> that and a nice little, like, Rainbow Dash My Little Pony surprise. <laughs> I mean, th- th- those were bad. Those are genuinely bad. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing even remotely entertaining or perplexing or challenging by any of them. Yeah, no. I mean, I'll, I'll give him this much. I didn't know the answer to any of them, but that's because they were stupid. I, mean, I knew the answer to a few of them, right? But they were still stupid. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he didn't know the answer to my monkey one, so joke's on him. Yeah, that just... Uh... <sighs> he's, a, he's a fucking shitbag. <laughs> You know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't hate on someone that much that I don't know, but I mean, come on, man. Like, like, dude, really? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just bad. They're just bad. Man. Okay. Well. All right. Yeah, that was this fucker's, like, book of complete horse shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I have been a Comey. You know, and uh, my name is Turk182, and when Erwin Brecker dies, I want to be one of the brothers that walks his casket down the street, because I'm going to leave the top off and make sure that fucker gets nice and soaked. You're going to do the dancing Paul Bear meme? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, just stupid, stupid, stupid. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so um, you looked him up. Is he still living? Uh, I mean, it's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the answer to that riddle yet. I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say I hope he isn't because that just sounds really mean. But like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, writing stupid ass riddles like this—was he ever really alive? <laughs> oh. All right, well, um, you know, uh, I hope none of you buy this book. Yeah. Uh, and if you're thinking about it, that you like listen to us read it, but like, oh, that's horrible. I don't want to buy that book. And I'm like, I'm glad that, that something good came out of it, which is me stopping you from doing something stupid. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, unintentionally stupid. Not to, <laughs> not, not to call our listeners stupid, but unintentionally stupid. <laughs> so, my name is Turk182 again. Yep, and I'm a comb. And, uh, thank you all for letting us, um, you know, save you time and money. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Well, bye everyone. Bye everybody.
lie right there, folks. That was our moms think we're funny. Let's uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>